Right. I know they're doing something right. I'm talking about Tim Lasher and uh, Lasher Home Comfort Systems. They're family-owned and operated. You guys remember Tim as a great Sooner, reliable kicker back in the day, really good guy, and a great company, Lasher Home Comfort Systems. They're family-owned and operated. They've been in business in the greater Oklahoma City area for 15 years now. And if you need your AC tuned up right now, and I know a lot of you do. You can give them a call. They will treat you with a great price and do great work for you. They've done some work for us at our place, and we've been very happy with them. 405-579-3113. That is 405-579-3113. Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Mike Steely, along with Connor Pasby, back with us today. Parker will be back later in the week. We're kind of having to do the uh, summertime vacations, people getting time off, shuffle kind of thing. But, man, Connor, what a day yesterday. That was that was a a crazy day. Great if you're a Sooner fan, obviously, but Oklahoma moving on to the Women's College World Series final uh, and the OU baseball team. After a five-and-a-half-hour weather delay in Gainesville, uh, coming back and rallying to beat the Florida Gators on their home field. Now they go to Blacksburg, Virginia, Friday and Saturday, maybe Sunday, uh, for regional play. So, again, great day for Sooner fans and an absolute uh, heartbreaking day for Oklahoma State fans. Obviously, man, I still can't believe that the Cowgirls look – they're young kids, as good as they are and as good as Oklahoma State was playing. Oklahoma State was up 5-zip in that game and then booted the baseball around and made the error. A couple errors on that play that led to Texas winning the game 6-5. to Horrible outcome there for Oklahoma State. But the Sooners, again, we talked about when we left the air yesterday, how would the OU women respond after UCLA won the early game 7-3 and – I think that response was A++. When you win 15 to nothing in the biggest deficit, the biggest win in the history of the Women's College World Series with Tiare Jennings' early home run, Jocelyn Allo had a couple home runs, including the uh, Grand Slam to completely shut the door on UCLA. It was probably over before then, actually. But, man, that was a response right there. As good as it gets for the OU women. 15 to nothing in five innings, but... Man, the way it started, we didn't know how it was going to go for both softball and baseball because UCLA beats OU in the first game, and then you see OU baseball get down, what was it, 2 nothing. So we're like, oh, man, we're about to have a bad day for Sooner sports. But, man, that turned around, and, man, what a day it was for the Sooners. No doubt. Peyton Graham with a game-tying two-run homer in the eighth inning, then after the five-and-a-half-hour rain delay, uh, T-Row was trying to keep himself busy and – uh, he was all over Twitter yesterday, came back, had a great call as the Sooners rallied to beat uh, the Gators 5-4. to four. So Oklahoma going to Blacksburg, Virginia for super regional play against Virginia Tech. But we await game one of the Women's College World Series with Oklahoma again destroying UCLA in the if necessary game yesterday. And you talk about, a like I talked about, a response that's as good as it gets and you know, we both said yesterday we thought that Oklahoma would win the game, but this was a different scenario. We saw them lose to Texas in the finale of that series in Austin. We saw them lose in the Big 12 championship to Oklahoma State, um, and we saw good responses by Oklahoma every time. But this was a different scenario. This was season-on-the-line stuff. And despite feeling the pressure and, uh, you know, being this overwhelming favorite, the Sooners came out. They were aggressive. 
Uh, Tiare's early home run set the stage, you know, with uh, Jada Coleman and uh, Jocelyn Allo getting on base, three-run homer, and Oklahoma's off to the races. You had a feeling that Hope Troutwine was going to pitch well, and she did. So uh, the Sooners are getting very impressive in the way they answered yesterday because, uh, again, sometimes even the best teams in their sport in a situation like that fold up. The Sooners did the opposite. They just they tossed that game behind them, and from the get-go, like you said, T.R.A. Uh, Jennings, three-run homer. You could just tell that OU just left that game behind, and they were focused on this one. And, yeah, they took care of business. Man, I did not expect a 15 to – Nothing in five innings, but, man, really impressive. And it's hard to beat Patty Gasso back-to-back, that's for sure. Yeah, and uh, that's what we wondered is, can Oklahoma lose back-to-back games? And the answer so far has been no. And, uh, you know, if they did lose two in this series, obviously Texas would win the national championship. And Texas, they've been uh, the, the comeback squad, no doubt about it. But it is a uh, situation where Oklahoma comes in a heavy favorite. They've beaten Texas uh, three out of four games, beat Texas last weekend on Saturday, 7-2. to So Oklahoma, the huge favorite coming into game one of the uh, College World Series. So more on that coming up here in a little bit. We do have some guests for you today. T.J. Eckert's going to join us. So much to talk about. The crazy Stillwater Baseball Regional, too. You know, with all those runs scored, and again, Arkansas ends up emerging as the regional champion. We've got uh, Dustin Johnson resigning from the PGA Tour at a press conference for the Live Golf event uh, that starts tomorrow in London. Phil Mickelson, part of the field. I think uh, everybody knew that was going to happen. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if Phil talks to the media. I, I see Phil probably doing stuff on Twitter and maybe Instagram. He's already released a statement, obviously did the other day. But uh, this is going to be very intriguing to see how it plays out uh, with the Live Golf Tour because, remember, their second event is going to be in Portland. They've got three events in the States after they played this initial event in London. I mean, you've got – it's been just crazy. I mean, Phil, is, his PR, his image has taken a total beating through this. He's lost sponsors. He's lost credibility. And he's certainly tarnished his image. For somebody like uh, Taylor Gooch, I can certainly see the appeal of the Live Golf Tour. You know, there are reports that Taylor Gooch is going to make up to $30 million just for playing in these events, you know? and um, Life-changing yeah. money right there. And, and the low estimate that I heard was $18 million. Also, if you know how to handle your finances, life-changing money for your family, right? I think a lot of those young golfers, they just that catches their attention, all that money for this LIV. We did see uh, Tiger Woods. Declined the yeah. opportunity for the LIV, but I'm interested to see how many more big-time golfers do this because that's a lot of money on the table. Yeah, no doubt about it, and uh, DJ is the biggest name so far. Well, Phil's actually a bigger name, but DJ is the more uh, well-thought-of player right now. Obviously a higher world ranking than Phil, but uh, man, I, I, I don't know what this is going to do to their, their reputations, but it's certainly not helping, that's for sure. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. T.J. Eckert coming up at 1235. We have Jesse Crittenden, and Norman Transcript Sports Editor, on the way at 135 today and a lot of stuff to talk about. So uh, NBA Finals resume tomorrow night. We are all even after two games with uh, Boston winning game one on the Warriors' home floor. Golden State bouncing back to win by 19, 107-88 in game two. Game three coming up tomorrow night in Boston. Really, uh, the Celtics, again, they did their job. They got You, you want to get a split if you can on the road, 
And Boston was able to do that. We'll see if Golden State can get one of two or who knows, maybe both of those games in Boston. So the NBA Finals, again, began coming up tomorrow night. We'll talk a little uh, Sooner football. The Sooners did get their first commit again from Champion Barbecue over the weekend. Keon Brown, the wide receiver out of Tallahassee, Florida, 6'3", 190-pound, four-star wide receiver. Who will be next? Five guys committed now for 2023, headed by Jackson Arnold, the quarterback from Denton. Uh, You had Keon Brown of that mix. Again, over the weekend, you already had Caleb Spencer, the safety out of the state of Virginia, Eric McCarty, the athlete from uh, McAllister, and Josh Bates, the offensive lineman out of Durango, Colorado. Wait a minute. What? Oh, really? All right. Well, they just held up a sign. Your uncle is on the line. Uncle, how we doing today? What's happening, Uncle? Uh, And it is, uh, once again, really, it's my uncle on the line? That's crazy. My uncle, I'm sure, is always very fired up. And uh, let's see if, uh, okay, I think we've got him ready to go, it looks like it. Uncle, how you doing? What's up? Boomer freaking Sooner, baby! That's what I'm talking about. What a great day! of athletic dominance for the University of Oklahoma yesterday. Absolutely scintillating, sensational. That's what champions are made of. I would like to congratulate OU, baby, our queen, Patty Gasso, Skip Johnson, skipping right into the Super Regional. I'd also like to congratulate the Aggies for bumbling and stumbling and fumbling away a berth in the Women's College World Series and look like the freaking Keystone Cops out there. That's how you play defense? I don't think so. The Aggies snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. And how about that baseball team, too? Whoa, Pig, Suey, Razorbacks, booyah! Because the Aggies were out there strutting around like they had it all won, right? You are not the University of Oklahoma. Remember that. Champions are made in crimson and cream, not in orange and black, all right? Strutting around like we got this. That defense, I'm telling you, I've seen better defense in T-ball games, baby. It was absolutely hilarious. Patty, we got this, baby. We are going to win again. I salute you, our queen. Sorry, Aggies. Have fun in the postseason. (laughs) Boomer! Can we make sure that uh, he doesn't call back again, please? Number one, he's loud. Number two, he's annoying. And uh, I think, actually, you know what? There were a lot of Sooner fans that wanted to see a Bedlam matchup. You know, it's OU Texas. That's not bad. But to see a Bedlam matchup in the Women's College World Series would have been tremendous. And Oklahoma State, man, they had that game. I thought it's five to nothing. You've got Kelly Maxwell on the mound. Uh Uh-uh. Not going to happen. But throwing the mound, you thought there's no way Texas can – climb back into this, but that three-run homer really put them back in that Gave game. Gave Texas some momentum, yeah. Bobbling, that, bobbling the ball around and inside the park home run, I mean, you can't ask for much worse for the Pokes. 
Oh man, yeah, that was uh, that was that was crazy, man. I feel I I do feel for Oklahoma State because you know they deserved a better fate. They really did. And again, look, you got to make that play, and you can't lose your composure there. And the Cowgirls did. But man, you talk about that throw that got away, going to second base, throw ahead of the runner, maybe try and get the girl at home plates, and it just turned into a disaster. You know. Just she, she just rushed it, disaster. And rear back and rushed it. Uh, man, then the center fielder not really there to back it up and just <laughs> go straight to the wall. When That's that terrible. ball, you know, scooted all the way to the wall, I'm thinking, oh, gosh, you've got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. All right, um, do we have another caller on the line? We do have another caller, and welcome on the ref. All right, yes, uh, you're on the Riverwind jackpot line, 405-329-9000. You're on the ref. Yeah, this is uh, this is Bob from uh, from uh, Pawhuska. I just had one question: Is uh, OSU going to the Women's College World Series? <laughs> Seriously, Bob from Pawhuska. Bob from Pawhuska. Is where where is Pawhuska? By the way, do you know any idea? I do not, but I actually played against them in high school. I just cannot tell you where they're at because they came to our place. Hmm. You didn't go to the metropolis of Pawhuska then? I don't think I want to. I don't Somebody know. Somebody let me know where Pawhuska is, and that was not Bob from Pawhuska, obviously. All right, we're going to take a break right here. We're just underway on a Tuesday edition. Steelman and Thune Parker going to be on with Tyler again today. We're kind of switching things around. Teddy's got a little time off, so we're doing the ref shuffle today. And Tyler will be back with us, or Parker will be back with us. I'm confused as to who's going to be back with us, but it is going to be Parker later in the week. Okay, let's take a break right here, come back, talk a little more uh, Sooner softball next here on the ref. Okay, welcome back. It is a Tuesday edition of Steelman and Thune here on the home of Sooner fans, the Rep Radio Network. Hope your Tuesday is going pretty well today. Actually, I hope it's going better than pretty well. Hope it's going really well. All right, uh, people are telling me on the uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439 where Paul Husky is. Paul Husky is 20 miles west of Bartlesville in northeastern Oklahoma, just west of Bartlesville, about 30 minutes there you go. Everybody seems to know where Paw Husky is, but I, I don't know. I couldn't tell you what's in Paw Husky either. So I don't know, but yep, uh, about 20 miles west of Bartlesville and by Ponca City. Interesting. Oh, that is where uh, somebody is saying in the uh, top one, uh, Martin Scorsese directed – a movie there this year with Leo DiCaprio, Robert De Niro, and some others. Oh, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, which is going to be out, I believe, next fall. You've got uh, Leo DiCaprio's in that movie. Uh, Jesse Plemons is also uh, going to be in that. Robert De Niro, as, as the uh, texter noted. Um, Sturgill Simpson, the country and country music Um Star. I like Sturgill Simpson. I don't like a lot of country music, but I do like Sturgill Simpson because he's different and he experiments with different sounds and everything. So good, Sturgill Simpson. Um, Pioneer Woman is in Pawhuska. I don't know anything about Pioneer Woman. I don't either. I yep. I cannot tell you. I'm sure my wife does, but I don't know anything about Pioneer Woman. 
But hey, that's something I mean, for. I hope she's a fine pioneer woman. I mean, I've heard of pioneer woman, but I don't have any kind of interest in that stuff. That's kind of a, that's a big time movie being filmed yeah. in Pawhuska. I knew, I knew it was in Oklahoma, but how about Pawhuska getting a little movie? Yeah, that that movie. I'm definitely going to that movie. No doubt about it. Big Scorsese fan. Marty Scorsese doesn't have a lot of movies left in him. He's got to be Scorsese's got to be like 83 or something like that. I would be my guess, or close to 80. It's got to cra- be it's crazy. It's 80. crazy how all these great actors are just like getting old on us. And man, there's not much left in them. Not a lot of movies left. Yeah, uh, but you know that's going to be uh, that's going to be a very interesting movie. I can't wait to see that one, and I believe it's coming out next November. I think it's sometime in the fall, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, uh, Sooner Women Softball, man, you cannot say enough about the way they responded yesterday. And again, like I said, sometimes when you get a team that is expected to win, and you know when their season's on the line, some teams handle that, other teams. Don't handle it so well. Sometimes that game will just stick to you, and maybe you'll play, you know, tad bit nervous for the next game. But yeah, that was just not the case for OU. No, it wasn't the case. And again, UCLA played a very good game. Got off to an early start. Uh, you know, in that game, uh, Maya Brady had a couple home runs, seven to three. UCLA wins the opener, but the Sooners again. They started Nicole May. They they were saving Hope Troutwine, I guess, in case there was a second game. And guess what? Hope Troutwine was awesome. And the Sooner offense exploded. This was the largest win in the history of the Women's College World Series by a team who, again, everybody has said, you know what? This is national championship or bust for Oklahoma. That's it, man. That's what they're looking at. Anything less is a disappointment for the OU women's softball team. We just had the ESPN, the magazine cover story about this could be the most dominant team in sports right now, the Oklahoma women. And all of a sudden, they're on the brink of not even getting to the final, you know, if they lose that second game. But they came back, man, and they they came back focused. Getting off to a good start, I think, was crucial. The Sooners were the visitor in the game. They get the first at-bats, a chance to put UCLA behind the eight ball early in the game, like the Bruins did to Oklahoma in the earlier game yesterday. And they did that with Jennings' three-run shots. Uh, so it was just a great performance by Oklahoma. Let's hear from Jocelyn Allo and Tiara Jennings on uh, what it was like between games. They said Patty was super cool between games yesterday. Yeah, definitely just reassuring us she's not going to like yell at us before a game. I don't see the point in that. But um, she's just reassuring us and just letting us know like we're good. Like It's just about how we come out the next game, and it was all positive affirmations. Yeah, exactly what she said, um, just calm and collective, keeping us positive um, and just taking a breath, taking a moment just to reset and go out there and um, just know what, do what we know how to do. Mike White, the Texas coach, uh, referred to the OU lineup, particularly when you're talking about uh, T.R.A. Jennings and uh, Jocelyn Allo. And Jocelyn Allo's numbers are just unbelievable, you know. Four for four yesterday On with the biggest two stage. Homers. And her career numbers on the biggest stage are unbelievable. I mean, arguably the greatest female softball player of all time. Then there was a clip in the dugout. They caught Aloe on TV, and you could just, based on her lips, she was saying five innings. You know, five innings. She talked about that. I didn't see the whole press conference. I, I got about, you know, I, I got my sound bites and I got out of there. But initially when she was asked about that, she was saying, no, that's not what I was saying. 
But I, it looked like that's what she was saying. If they could get this done in five innings, uh, that would be the best situation for Oklahoma. And boy, did they get it done in five innings. You seriously don't know who Pioneer Woman is. I mean, I've heard of Pioneer Woman, but I just don't have any interest in Pioneer Woman. I'm sure she's a fine woman. I know she has her own store out there and all that stuff, but I just I, I don't mean, I, I don't have great history. I, I couldn't either. tell her if you said if she came walking through this door, I wouldn't know who she is. And that's that's more on me than on her because everybody in Oklahoma seems to know who she is, but I just don't have any interest in that kind of stuff, like pioneering. Or being, I, I or being a woman. I'm just saying. I mean, women are the clearly the superior sex. There is no doubt. Men are just pigs. But I, yeah, I just, I, I don't know much about her. I'm sure I've heard of her. Okay, uh, let's hear from Patty on uh, the Sooners and what they did in Game 2 yesterday with a great bounce back. Here is the Sooners head coach on OU's uh, win yesterday in the If Necessary game that sent them to the final, which begins tomorrow night against Texas at 7.30. Sooners won the game 15 to nothing over the Bruins. Here's what Patty had to say. I think this team wanted to show Nicole May, we got you. I also think they know, they are very prideful, and they truly do believe that no one can beat them back-to-back or twice, period. I mean, that's the way they think. And so they came out very calm very cool, very, when we knew who was pitching, they were kind of excited, like, well, okay, we know, we're, we've seen it, we're ready. And they just felt very confident. I think Hope felt very confident. She's been throwing really, really well. So I, I it was just kind of, I'm going to get your back. Nobody beats us twice. Sometimes having a new umpire has something to do with the way the game changes. Um, it was just a lot, like like a start over. Let's just start over. Let that go. But it's also knowing this is it. I mean, our season could be over. And we didn't even say that, but I think that drove them because they don't want to end. They would not do well ending with a loss here today. There you go. Yeah, Sooners, again, uh, the largest margin of victory in the history of the Women's College World Series. And who would have been thinking about that? I mean, I think most of us thought out there, we talked about it yesterday, hey, Oklahoma season's going to be on the line here. How will they perform? We think they're going to win. But sometimes, again, great teams in a situation like this, when everything's on the line and you don't have the momentum, you know, they don't always perform and, and win the way that Oklahoma did yesterday. But who would have thought, yeah, you know, next game, no problem. Oklahoma's going to beat UCLA, and it's not even going to be close. And those, uh, those 15 runs kind of take away from what, Hope Trotwine did. She had six Ks and no walks. Man, it's been just tremendous what she's been doing this whole College World Series. It was questioning why Nicole May started the game before, but a little extra rest for Hope, and she got the job done. Worked out. Worked out for the Sooners, no doubt. All right, so game one of the Women's College World Series final, best of three, Oklahoma and Texas, 730 tomorrow night. Still wish it would have been Oklahoma State. That would be man, a big expensive ticket for both OU Look, and OSU. OU Texas also, but uh, Bedlam in particular, and I really think that Oklahoma State is a better team than Texas, but, you know, Texas has some success against OSU. Uh, and, you know, the Cowgirls, they just fell apart on that one play. Totally fell apart on that one play, and it's uh, it stinks because I was looking forward to Bedlam.
Now you get OU Texas for round five and six. So round five and six, OU and Texas have already played in the Women's College World Series. So I think that's why people wanted to see Bedlam, something different in the Women's College World Series. But instead, we get a Red River yeah. robbery. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. If you would have said OU Texas in the finale, most people would say that'd be cool. But I still think Bedlam would have been cooler. But, you know, give Texas credit, man. That three-run homer got him back in the game. And then, you, you know, again, uh, just just a horrible uh, horrible deal defensively for Oklahoma State. All right, we're going to break right here. Thank you again to Tim Lasher, his company, Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Give them a call for all of your heating and air needs. They will get it done for you at a very reasonable rate. Super professional at Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113. All right, T.J. Eckert joins us next here on The Ref. All right, and uh, in case you didn't hear earlier today, Tiger announced via social media on his Twitter and Instagram that he is not going to be playing in the U.S. Open, which, uh, believe it or not, is kind of sneaking up on us. It's next Thursday in Massachusetts at the Country Club. Tiger says he needs uh, more time to heal his body, and he will be playing in the Open Championship at St. Andrews, uh, the home of golf in Scotland in July. But if you missed that, again, Tiger just said he needs a little more time to get his body in better shape. Uh, It was kind of rough for Tiger. He did make the cut at Southern Hills, but uh, uh, again, we've seen that after he makes these cuts, and if he's particularly, if the weather's bad, uh, was it Augusta? Was it Southern Hills? He didn't respond very well. So, again, to me, you're just getting extra Tiger golf right now. Any, anything beyond what happened after the uh, the uh, car accident is gravy. We have TJ ready to go? We got TJ. TJ Eckert joining us. And uh, TJ, man, what a day that was yesterday. What a weekend it was, really. Where do you want to start? Uh, Bizarre Regional in Stillwater, the Sooner baseball team. We probably need to start – uh, at the Women's College World Series. And, man, it looked like we were so close to Bedlam. And then the defense let the Cowgirls down, and now we've got a Red River rivalry beginning tomorrow night. But, man, we were that close to Bedlam tomorrow night. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty close and surprising from one of the better defensive teams in the country with Oklahoma State, I think, coming in maybe third least amount of errors or something like that was the stat coming in. Uh, shocking, really a, a bizarre way to lose a base, uh, baseball, softball game there. And I, I guess, like you mentioned, the, the consolation is that instead of having a Bedlam finale, it's an OU Texas Red River finale, which uh, is, is just fine with me too. But I would have loved to have seen uh, OU and OSU play against each other in, in the finals. That would have just been so cool for our state, being in Oklahoma City too, just would have been really neat. What was your concern level on a scale of 1 to 10 for the OU women yesterday after they lost that first game to UCLA? Um, you know, I, the, the stats were out there that, you know, OU hadn't lost back-to-back games in however many years. They hadn't lost the same team twice in like four years. And so I would say still pretty low, I, maybe at a five. Just like, you know, oh, this is, you know, UCLA is a good team. They look good in the opener. So, yeah, maybe maybe a little pause for concern and that evaporated pretty quick after after OU jumped out to a big early lead and you know the Jocelyn Allo what she says she didn't do the five inning that was caught on camera uh, thing and she said in the post game she did not say that but you know it sure looks like she did so after that <laughs> yeah. happened I was I was I was I was okay. 
Yeah, the evidence looks a little bit different there. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe she felt like, oh, wow, they caught that. Wait, wait, I didn't say that. But, which to me, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, why not fess up to it? Maybe she would have thought Patty wouldn't like that. But at the same time, she's basically saying, we can do this in five innings. And if you can do it in five innings, the better off you are going into game one uh, coming up tomorrow night. So, it's not like she was running around third base and pointing at the UCLA dugout. Showing five fingers, like you know, to me it, it didn't seem like it was that big a deal. But she did, she did not want to own up to that in the press conference yesterday, for sure. Are you saying she wasn't running around third base doing the Jack Sparrow run like uh, Juan Rodriguez? <laughs> yeah, I know, <laughs> man. And uh, if if Oklahoma State would have won and Oklahoma State would have emerged from the regional, that would have been a great meme for Cowboy fans for all time. And now it's one that they'll associate with, what? Oh, gosh, here we go. Here we go. But how (laughs) crazy was that regional, by the way? That was like, it was like arena baseball in Stillwater, right? (laughs) I mean, we had arena football. That was kind of like arena baseball. That was nuts. That's a a really good way to describe that. I think maybe it's just because we had two local teams and and two really successful local teams. Obviously, you making it out of uh, regionals, going to Supers. But this felt like the most entertaining week of college baseball that we've had in quite some time. And the region, the Stillwater Regional itself might have been the most entertaining regional period uh, that we've seen. It was, it was nuts. And, you know, we, I kept posting about it on Twitter, and people kept responding with, is it, you know, oh, it's just, there's just no good pitching anymore in this league, and oh, there's just no defense anymore. It's like, man, I don't, I don't know. I'm pretty sure these guys can just rake. And you know they had a they had a really favorable wind every day too, blowing out. So, man, I just think it was just good baseball, just good good clean hitting, good fun, and uh, guys, you know, body blows, body blows, trading shots. I, I loved it. I thought it was I thought it was really really entertaining. And I, it sucks that OSU is not the one that comes out of it, but we had a really entertaining regional to enjoy anyway. Yeah, it's one that people won't soon forget. There's no doubt about that. Just absolutely crazy when Oklahoma State comes down, you know, comes back. They were twelve nothing down. They end up winning that game twenty nine to fifteen. Those games lasted forever too, but uh, certainly a memorable regional. Uh, but yeah, the Cowboys again losing and Arkansas moving on. Okay, you and I are huge golf guys. We did learn today that Tiger is going to skip the U.S. Open next week. I'm good with that, fine with that. Tiger, do what you got to do. Show up at St. Andrews, and maybe you can be a factor there. You've won there already. But we got to talk about the Live Golf Tour. Uh, as expected, we've got Phil in the field for next week, and or this week. It actually starts on Thursday. Uh, DJ also announcing yesterday – Resigned from the PGA Tour, uh, you know he's taking the money too. But you know we—I don't know how many people thought ah this Saudi league is just going to wither away. Well, it's not doing that yet. It's picking up no. steam again. And you know, for we talked about this earlier. For a guy like Taylor Gooch, you mm-hmm. know, you're hearing minimum like eighteen million dollars, possibly as much as thirty million dollars. You're you're crazy to turn that down. That's life changing money for generations in your family. Mm. So how serious yeah. do you consider Live Golf right now? Uh, you know, competing with the PGA Tour. Pretty serious. I mean, and just another local type, Peter Uline, who's kind of struggled finding his footing on the PGA Tour since leaving Oklahoma State, is over there as well with the Live Golf, and it makes perfect sense for him. Yep. It's, you know, e- easy money right away. I, I think. Honestly, it's a good start for Live Golf, Steely, with the, the names they've been able to pull in. 
Obviously, DJ is a big get. Taylor Gooch is a young and up up and coming star. Obviously, you get Phil, which is expected. But a name like Phil attached to your brand or to your tournament, your league is really solid. What I'll be curious to see is at the end of the month, the first event in the United States. It's it lines up with the John Deere, which isn't considered a very prestigious event on the PGA Tour. An event in the United States. It's not buttoned up to a major championship in theory. I th- I think we could see this field expand even more. I think we could see even more names maybe hop in, especially. I, I guess we should say wait and see what happens in London. See how the tournaments ran. See how see how the players react and respond to it. Uh, maybe see what the national uh, you know perception is. But I, I would not be surprised to see even more guys hop in and play, uh, especially when they're coming to Oregon at the end of June. So I I think it's. It's one of those things you can't just ignore anymore. You know, initially when they were first coming out, the rumors, it was like, ah, okay, well, I'll believe it when I see it. Well, now we're seeing it. I mean, we're at the point, Steely, you mentioned Tiger. Tiger's like story number three in the golf world right yeah. now, which is amazing. Yeah, you've got, and some of it's just plain ugly. I mean, Greg Norman calling the Golden Bear a hypocrite. I mean, come on, Shark. Yeah. I mean, that's that's not cool. And look, um, I, if I was in this situation, I was like a guy like Taylor Gooch. Uh, and you can talk about, well, Saudi money is behind this. Well, there's probably some fairly dirty money behind some of these other tournaments on the PGA yeah. Tour. Not all of it is clean. Uh, money's neither good or evil. It's what you do with it, obviously. But yep. um, to me, I, I, I just I don't see how you could turn that down. I mean, how could you look back no. at your family and say, we got a chance to make maybe $30 million guaranteed here. Sorry, right. I'm going to stick to the PGA Tour. And Well, yes. I, I totally agree with you, and I think I think the other thing that people are forgetting is that just because Taylor Gooch is taking this money doesn't mean that Taylor Gooch is conforming to Saudi beliefs. And, no, and their, absolutely, their yeah, like, right. That, that and that's the problem is you're associating playing on this tour with now being affiliated with the Saudis, and that's just not true. That's not how it is, and that's just kind of been blown out of proportion. No, I agree with you on that. Okay, um, so. Phil's reputation? Can he ever repair his reputation? And was was Phil destroyed by his own demons, at least his golf reputation, because of his gambling issue? And we'd heard for years and years and years, I had heard 20 years ago, that Phil was going to be suspended for gambling issues. Uh, you know, we never it never came to fruition. But do you think Phil was his own worst enemy here, that it was the gambling stuff more than anything else that has him chasing that money now? I think so. You know, everybody kind of just assumed that Phil's biggest enemy was Tiger, right, with the yeah. Tiger-Phil era. But no, it was really himself. He can't get out of his own way. That's one thing that I think people have been upset about, too, with this LIV stuff, Live Golf response, is these players are kind of beating around the bush with what they're doing and how they're, and why they're going. And I don't think anybody would have, they shouldn't, have any problem with them saying what we're saying right now. Man, this money is just something I can't turn down. It's good for my family. It's going to set us up for long-term success. If every player just came out and said that, I feel like the the questions would be at least a little more limited. Same with Phil. Phil, the reason Phil got in some beef is because of the way he handled some of the comments on the record or off the record with Shipnuck yeah. in, in his book, you know. And so that's kind of what started all this. And it's just you know, if you watch your words, if you just say the main reason you're doing it is for money, which is totally fine then i think it's handled a lot better but again like you mentioned phil just can't get out of his own way sometimes and that's kind of where he's at now did you read shibnuck's book haven't read it yet it's pretty good man i I believe the first line was go ahead throw the first punch it was phil (laughs) talking to alan shibnuck it was either throw the first punch or throw the first shot or whatever when phil confronted him 
after a round. It was pretty good, and it went from there. Anyway, all right, real quick, real quick before we let you go, tell me about this new Jinx quarterback that's coming into town. Oh, man, this is what a saga we've got over here, Steely. So first, first, Shaker Isaac leaves Jinx to go to Rival Union, which is bizarre. You just never see anything like that happen. Yeah. And then you bring in the dad of this quarterback, went to Jinx, which is an interesting little wrinkle uh, that's coming in from California. And so uh, offers from four really solid programs, D1 programs, going to be a freshman. Very interested to see how this all works out. Um, I think I called uh, Oklahoma High School football the Wild Wild West right now because we've had so many uh, many players hopping different schools. And it's something I haven't seen in all my time being here covering and being in high school football in Oklahoma. So, uh, pretty shocking, pretty surprising, but uh, the Union Jinx game got a lot more interesting as if it needed, he needed that extra headline coming up in the fall. No doubt. TJ, as always, we appreciate your time. Good stuff. We'll talk again soon. All right, Steely. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. TJ Eckert from uh, Tulsa. Does a great job over there at uh, KTUL-TV in Tulsa. All right, we got a break real quick. Come back. We'll go to the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Yeah, this Live Golf thing, uh, it's it's either going to change the way the PGA Tour handles money and maybe guaranteed money for players down the road. It's going to change golf to a certain extent. I'm not saying it's going to rival the PGA Tour, but it's not going away. Not yet. There's too much money being thrown around at some of these players who want to make it a money grab. Like I said, if I was in Taylor Gooch's situation, I would have taken the money and ran all the way to London. Stay with us. We're coming right back. Oh, we're coming back with a little Pat Benatar. There we go. It was a Beavis and Butthead called her in a video. Pat Nebatar, I believe they called her. Pat Nebatar. Okay, uh, by the way, Riverwind Casino, speaking of music, if you like music, and is there anybody that out there that would actually say, you know what, I don't like music? Now, well, then you've got problems. We all love music, right? Yes, we do, and we've got some great music coming up. Everclear with Sister Hazel and Deep Blue Something is next up at Beats and Bites 2022 over at Riverwind Casino. It'll be a great show. The first show out was unbelievable. The first show out was unreal. Starship and Night Ranger, nearly 10,000. Night Ranger tweeted out that they thought 10,000 fans out there. It was really close, I can tell you that. So they were very pleased with the turnout. You can take your uh, lawn chairs out there, you know, your folding chairs out there. Have a great time. All the best local food trucks. You've got craft beer from Coupe Ale Works. You've got retail vendors. And as Jack Black said in School of Rock, it's about the music, man. Everclear with Sister Hazel and Deep Blue Something coming up. Uh, that will be a week from this coming Saturday night, June 18th. And then in July, the Randy Rogers Band, followed by a great fireworks show from the Randy Rogers Band uh, show right into the fireworks display on July 9th. And then on July 30th, Scotty McCreary will be on the Beats and Bites stage. Very popular bands coming. Going to be some good shows out of Riverwind for Beats and Bites 2022. And the individual tickets, they are only five bucks a piece that is a bargain that is unreal so uh once again uh get on out there and have a great time at beats and bites you can also get your uh, individual tickets for five bucks a piece at the box office again over by the showplace theater or online at riverwind.com okay 
How much blood money from China does the NBA rake in every year? Individual players getting shoe money from sweatshops. Now, look, you can look for hypocrisy. It's everywhere. So, yes, I don't blame Taylor Gooch at all. I think it's interesting for somebody like Dustin Johnson, who's, you know, they're got suspended for drugs one time. Uh, you know, I think it affects his reputation, no doubt. But look, it's a lot of money. And these PGA Tour players, they are independent contractors. They get paid based on how they play. Now, look, DJ gets a lot of money from endorsements. So does Tiger Phil. These top guys make a lot of money from endorsements. But again, if you're Taylor Gooch, and Taylor Gooch has some endorsement money too, but also nine months ago he was still fighting for his card on the PGA Tour. If you can make somewhere between 18 and $30 million of guaranteed money – you take that. <laughs> you take it. How can you tell, hey, guess what? Dad had a chance to get his $30 million back in 2022, but he turned it down. Really? Wow. You know what? We could have done some really good stuff with that money, and I'd be living in a mansion like Uncle Rico. You would, ha- you would, have, you would have second thoughts if yeah. you turned down that much Yeah, money. and I think Taylor Gooch is a really good guy. I don't question his doing this at all. All right, we're going to get back to the text line. People are dogging me on the Pioneer Woman. I, I it's actually explain. a cooking show. It's a cooking show. I, I had that. no idea. I knew that. We'll, we'll talk about it next hour, and we'll talk about Bob Stoops, too. Stay here. Okay, we are back for hour number two. Uh, Parker is going to be in with Tyler McComas again today. We're kind of shuffling things around a little bit schedule-wise this week because Teddy's out taking a little time off. Uh, Parker is going to be back with us later in the week. And uh, got our man Connor Pasby's doing a great job for us, uh, co-hosting and running the board for us. So, uh, Connor, how you doing? Everything good? Feel good? I feel good. You feel good? After yesterday, I feel great. All right, I want to get to the Air Comfort Solutions text line first because we've got a bunch of them. Now, first of all, people are dogging me. Steely, don't you know who the Pioneer Woman is? She has a cooking show, you moron. I know who the Pioneer – I've heard of the Pioneer Woman. I've never watched her show. I'm sure she's really good, very successful. Obviously, she's got her own empire there in Pawhuska. That's awesome. And I know that she's a chef. I I said – I'm not interested in pioneering or being a woman. That's why. And that was like a stupid play on words. You guys have to realize that a lot of the stuff that I throw out there is complete BS. And so I was just BSing. And I am not a big cooking show guy. Yeah, I don't know about you, Steely, but I'm not a big... I don't like watching someone cook while we got on live tv if you got, I like if eating you, good cooking but yeah. i don't like cooking myself i'm a microwave chef at best and uh, shay is a great cook by the way my wife uh she's very familiar she has been out there to the pioneer woman's place but i'm just telling you if she walked through the door right now i'd have no idea none but again huge props to her and her family for being a major success i'm just not interested in that kind of stuff if you have the ingredients just tell me them and i'll i'll cook it mm-hmm. instead of watching you do it. but some people are like oh my gosh Steely, she's a chef don't you know that okay doesn't she like put stuff in mason jars isn't that what she does too like I know. guess, and I think she, yeah. She Fruits expo- and vegetables and pickles and stuff like that. She explains the world how she does this, how she cooks this, and yeah, I don't know. Here's one right here. You guys are not missing a damn thing, being ignorant to the pioneer woman. 
I used to watch Little House on the Prairie some back in the day. Rest in peace, Michael Landon, Little Joe. All right. Uh, also on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, Steely, have you been to a college world series of OU wins in Blacksburg? I'm con- wins in Blacksburg. I'm considering driving up from KC. Is it worth it? That's one event I've never been to. I've never been. I did a couple years of uh, OU baseball back during the D- Enos Seymour era, a long, long time ago. Never got to go to Omaha, though. So I, went, I went two years ago. You probably like the, it? Probably the best time of my life. It was on my bucket list, and I'm glad I did that. Great If you atmosphere. love baseball, man, you've got, you've got a bunch of games, man. I hear Omaha. Omaha is a pretty good place, too. How was, how was Omaha? It was awesome. The food was tremendous. Um, they've got a, a great lot of zoo great there, games. too. If a game gets boring and out of hand, they've got a great zoo in Omaha. We had They had Arkansas in home, Omaha two years ago, so Arkansas brought a – Great crowd, man. Yeah, it was awesome. But just just be ready to spend a lot of money because it's not a not a cheap trip at all. So yeah, you know, two events that I haven't been to that I've never been to. Well, I've never been to a World Series game, um, Super Bowl. I I really don't have any interest in the Super Bowl though because it looks so corporate to me you know and that that's something i would rather just watch on tv instead of being there i feel like i'm obviously you're there but if you don't have great seats i mean you're not really going to see much of the game yeah but i mean i mean the halftime show and everything like that would be awesome but i would rather just see it on tv 918 omaha is a great city and the event is good for sure go ahead and do it yeah i would say if if OU, yeah look i've only heard good things about omaha and uh, like I said, it's one of the few things that I haven't been able to do. Like I said, I have no interest. In, never have really had interest in going to a Super Bowl. I just haven't. But never been to a World Series game. Um, and never been to the College World Series. But, you know, I hear it's a really good experience. You just heard our man Connor. He liked it. And apparently uh, there's some a lot of things to do in, in Omaha. So, Okay, uh, did you see the OSU coach snub his player? Wow, I didn't see that. Were you talking softball or baseball? I was trying to figure that out, too. I don't remember. Be more yeah, specific, sir, please. <laughs> I don't know if we're talking baseball or softball. I mean, I didn't hear anything about that. Hmm. Yeah, let us know if it was softball or baseball. I didn't see it. You know, I saw Kenny Gajewski in the postgame hugging up on his players last night, and I got to tell you, that sucked. That uh, I was not pleased to see Texas win that game, especially since you had that game in the bag, and that's yeah. just one, one or two airs back to back in the same play that just I just killed your whole season right there. Well, and I know there are people out there that are Oklahoma State fans that will not believe me, and but I seriously, my entire life have rooted for OSU outside of the Bedlam series, um, and. You know, I wanted to see a Bedlam Series matchup. I just look, and I know there are a lot of people who think that are Sooner fans that think, well, Steely, that's ridiculous. How could you ever root for Oklahoma State? That's just the way I, I that's the way I've always been. I, lo- I love to do it. And there are OSU fans, I'm sure, going, Steely, you and your uncle can go straight to you know where. All right. I don't believe you for one second. But yeah, that was sickening when that happened. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Just just all the events that happened for OSU this year in general. The Big 12 championship short on the goal line. 
this, and then OSU baseball had. Hmm. I mean, it looked, it looked like for sure a chance to you know get to the Super Regionals and eventually get to Omaha. Man, it's just <laughs> it's a rough year. Wouldn't shake her hand in the dugout. Really? Okay. Do we? Can you give me the scenario? The player was it? Uh, the player that committed the throwing error. Now you had Carly Petty bobbled the ball in right field. It was uh, um, Haley Busby who threw the ball right. She cut it off and yeah, then the tried first, to throw yeah, first to second. Base and Busby. Yep. So was that who it was? I don't know. I need some more specifics on this. Uh, so apparently, well, I mean, was it Kenny Gajewski? I don't know. I don't know the context. Um, you know, what, what happened there. But if somebody can help us out more on that, uh, let us know. But, yeah, that that just – that was bad. That was really bad. And, look, I usually get up about 4 a.m., so I was thinking, all right, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to hang around. I feel good about Oklahoma State. And then Texas put the three-run homer on the board with Day hitting the three-run shot. And I'm thinking, well, I'm not going to bed. It's not over. And then I saw that, and I was like, no. I don't even want to watch this. And I went to bed. I went to bed because I just had a feeling that Oklahoma State, you know what? Oklahoma State is not going to uh, to come back from this. I just had the feeling. Hmm. Interesting on, yeah, I don't know what the context of the video was. I saw the, the we got a Facebook clip. I don't know if that's... Uh... I can't think of who uh, that it is. It it's not Kenny an OSU Gajewski. starter, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, neither Golaski or the coach either. I'm not sure. But. Yeah. If it was the one I'm thinking of, he just missed the uh, her knuckle bunker. I don't think it was intentional. Yeah, I I don't know. That doesn't look like that big big of a deal to me. But I just think she didn't see the fist bump right yeah, there. Right. Got left hanging there a little bit. OSU being good at anything is not good for OU. OU's move to the SEC should choke out their sports. OU should be like LSU. And Arkansas, Ohio State is the only premier athletics university in the state. Yeah, that's the way you feel. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. And, uh, you know, when Oklahoma and Texas go to the SEC, who knows when that will happen. Maybe it'll be next fall. We don't know anything yet. But I hope Oklahoma State becomes the dominant program, and they'll have a chance to do that in the new Big 12. I think Baylor with Dave Aranda is going to have a say. I think Cincinnati might have a say in that. Uh, We'll see. But the Cowboys are uh, set up to be in a pretty good spot. And I don't think ever covering recruiting, and I don't recover uh, cover it as extensively as I used to, that Oklahoma and Oklahoma State haven't gone head to head on a, as many players as you think. I still think the Sooners are recruiting at a little bit higher level. Not dog at Oklahoma State, but Mike Gunny's done a good job. And look, the the Cowboys have won some battles. They got Talon Shetron from Oklahoma. Back in the day, they got R.W. McQuarters. They win battles against Oklahoma here and there, but the Sooners usually get their pick. Uh, but Mike Gundy and that coaching staff, they've done a really good job coaching those guys up. Man, you talk about heartbreak for OSU. Again, you were so close in the Big 12 championship game there in, in uh, Jerry World, too. Literally inches away. You know? So. Just, just a lot of bad events for Pokes fans that just didn't go their way. And both of them on a big stage, the Big 12 Championship and then the Women's College World Series for a trip to play mm-hmm. OU. But, oh man, that stinks. Yeah. 
Do you think there will be a lot of OSU fans cheering for OU in the championship series against Texas? No, I don't. It's a different dynamic there. But like I said, that doesn't affect me. I think that some Oklahoma State fans have felt, and reasonably so for a long time, that there's some media dominance of uh, a lot of OU talk around the state. I get that, and there's a lot of truth in that. But that's because football is king, and Oklahoma has always been uh, one of the best football programs in the country. So I think there's a little bit of, you know, Oklahoma State has won a lot of national championships and Olympic sports and other sports that aren't as prominent as football, not nearly in the same ballpark. And I think that bothers Oklahoma State fans. So, yes, I think there's a little bit of a dynamic at play there where I don't think the Oklahoma State fans root for Oklahoma as much as some, and I'm not saying a majority of Sooner fans root for OSU at all. I'm saying maybe 10%, but I think for Oklahoma State, it might be five or less. That would be my guess. Well, and then there's, there's so many OU softball fans in Oklahoma, and then OSU kind of gets lost in the mix for softball. So I, I, yeah. I don't see any OSU fans really rooting on OU. Cowpoke fans hate OU, says Ford Cobb Sooner. Yeah, I. Like I said, I think there are, and like, I don't think there are many OU fans that root for Oklahoma State. You know, I don't. But I think there's a greater majority of OU fans that root for OSU than OSU fans that root for OU. And I get that. And like I said, I know people don't believe me, but you can go back and ask my family, anybody. I root for Oklahoma State when they're not playing Oklahoma. It's just always been that way. Always. And then back so, when OSU football got left out of the, I know, rooted the one, for Texas, two, BCS. And I rooted for Texas in the USC matchup. Vince Young against Leonard Bush, Lindell White, Dwayne Jarrett, that team. I rooted for Texas. I was going for the Big 12. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid to say that, too. I was doing yeah. the same thing. Okay, let's break right here. Thank you to the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley. Exit 72. You want a great deal on a vehicle, car, truck, or SUV? Exit 72 in Paul's Valley. Check out the Seth Wadley Auto Group. Not only do they have a great selection, but they also have a great guarantee, oil changes, and engines for life on newer used gas or diesel. And look, if you don't root for the other, I'm not dogging anybody. That's your preference. I'm just telling you how I feel. And I'm not telling you I'm dressed in orange and black and having pom-poms, but that's just the way I've gone about my business. You can go about your business. as It's a free country. If you want to hate Oklahoma State, go ahead. You want to root for Oklahoma State, go ahead. Can't we all get along, man? That's what Rodney King wanted us to do a long time ago, right? Okay, coming right back here on the ref, Jesse Crittenden on the way here in about 20 minutes. All right, welcome back. I am old enough to remember wearing that 8-track out. Yes, on 8-track. Anybody out there, raise your hand unless you're driving, have an 8-track player back in the day. Because I, ladies and gentlemen, had my stack of 8-tracks, and they were stacked really high. And my room had a strobe light in there, too. I had everything, blacklight posters, sports posters, blacklight posters, rock and roll posters. It was an oasis. And I thought these 8-tracks are great, man. They're never going to go out of style, ever. Just a, just a great time to and then live it, in, Steely. They went for like 10 cents at a garage sale like five years later. So somebody was trying to tell me, man, these CD things, they're digital. They're going to be really big. Yeah, right. <laughs> Please. I don't think so. 
What? You telling me that we're going to be able to play songs on our phone and create our own playlists? <laughs> what have you been smoking? I don't think that's ever going to happen. Give me my eight tracks. I'll keep those. A visionary. That's what I am, a visionary. All right, uh, in just a second, we're going to talk about the five-year anniversary of Bob Stoops stepping down as the head football coach at OU. Wow. It actually seems like it's been longer than that. It does, yeah. Does, does that sound weird, no. just five years? When I was thinking about that this morning, it seems like, man, it's closer to like eight or ten, it seems like. Hey, guys, I have OSU alumni in my family, and they wouldn't root for OU if they were playing the Taliban. One thing to consider, though, the Taliban is a very explosive team every year. Kevin and Tulsa. Yeah, the Taliban, what a group. Uh, this OU fan rooted hard for OSU last night, but there's never been a more obvious manifestation of the Aggie factor than that three-error play that snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. Yeah, I was thinking that last night. You know, I also think that since the Cowboys, you know, you get the poke thrown out there, the pokes, that leads to the poke choke talk, you know. If, if they weren't called the pokes as much, I don't know what you would come out, out with. But that was, that was a poke choke. There's no doubt about it. And I hated it because I wanted to see Oklahoma State in the, uh, in the Women's College World Series. And when that ball rolled to the outfield wall, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. It was like it was literally I, like some little league stuff going on I at went, the College World Series. I went to bed after that. Like I said, I was getting ready to go to bed because I'm still kind of on my old morning schedule where I used to work up at wake up at like two thirty or three. And now I usually wake up between four and four thirty. And it was getting a little bit later and I thought, you know what? I didn't sleep well the previous night. I'm gonna look. All right, Oklahoma State's got this in in command here. They got Maxwell in the mound, they're up five zip. And then I saw the three-run homer from Day, and I thought, yeah, I better hang out, keep the phone going here, keep watching for a little while. And once that play happened, I thought, I'm out. I'm out. Oklahoma State, and I've got a lot of respect. Look, Kenny Gajewski, I think that's a tough ball club. He's done a superb job, and that was a really good team. I mean, a really good team. You think if she and, hold, if she just holds on to that ball at first base or even yeah. makes a throw at home, yeah. like none of this none of this is happening, and they'll they'll get the trip to the championship series. Well, and I feel horrible for Haley Busby because look, that's a split second decision. You're on a huge stage. Kids make mistakes. Adults make mistakes. But that one, I mean, it couldn't have been any worse. And um, at that point, I thought Oklahoma State's not coming back from that. I just. And again, it's not that I'm saying that they were going to quit or they didn't have an in them to come back, but I just thought that's a huge – man, all of a sudden you've controlled the whole game pretty much, and that happens, and your season's on the line, and you've got, what, six outs left? I just thought, I don't think they're coming back. I'll wake up and look at Twitter and hope to see, you know – um, you know, Carly Petty with a big home run again or something, maybe, but I I didn't feel good about it. That that five nothing lead felt like ten to nothing I by know. the way for OSU. It looked like just a game in the bag for them. Uh also on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, root for the Big Twelve, not OSU or Texas. An OSU alum sent me the message, sent me this message this morning. I'm going to pull for your team. Couldn't type it out. Mm, there you go. I root for Oklahoma State every game they play. I root for them to lose. <laughs> I cheer for Texas when they play OSU, Landon House. What's up, Landon House? So are you guys 
going to be chanting SEC? I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe the SEC chants will break out for uh, Oklahoma and Texas tomorrow night. The OU fans that root for OSU is just sympathy, support for a little brother. I don't know. For me, it's just a state thing. And I, I got a lot of nice people that are Pokes fans that I love. So, I mean, maybe that goes into play. While I, while, uh, that makes me root for OSU more. Do their photos, not many of them exist. You know, they may never be released to the public. Uh, I was wearing orange and black at Augusta one day because Scott Verplank, who's a good friend, great dude, great guy. One year he qualified uh, for the Masters, and I was watching Scott play, rooting for him. He was in the PGA, in the running to win the PGA, the one where Jason Dubner and uh, Keegan Bradley went into the playoff. And Scott was right there with him. He His ball took an unfortunate bounce, went in the water on that. What was the part three? Was it the 17th, I believe? But I knew he was going to be down, so I texted him after the round, and I said, man, well, at least the good thing is you're qualified for Augusta. And he was like, really? Okay. Um, so he invited me to go to Augusta the next year, which was Awesome, man. Are you kidding me? Now, it was my third trip there, but, I mean, I got, like, the, the, the players' weekly passes, and I it was the coolest thing ever. I could never thank Scott enough for that. He's such a good guy. Um, so, I, you know, I said, you know what, man, this is such a nice thing to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wear some orange and black for you one day. So I was out there, Pistol Pete, swinging, swinging Pete hat, you know, shirt. I had, like, black shorts on and the you know america's brightest orange polo with the osu logo and you know what i'd do it again because that was really cool so um anyway but man i just feel for like Haley busby and uh, carly petty who is a hero obviously earlier in this women's college world series kind of bobbled the ball and that kind of set the wheels in motion a little bit but you know it's just one one of those plays you'd love to have back and, and a lot of there's there's a lot of seniors in that lineup too, so that's what yeah. makes you feel for them. And they've been wait, waiting for this moment to get over that over that step to make it to the women's college world series championship. Yeah. Do, 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 do. If Steely grew up in Tulsa, he would not root for OSU. A lot, there are a lot of pokes up in Tulsa. Uh, stop! You're going to make us puke. Like I said, I, I don't have any problem with it. You, you, to each their own. My dad, best guy ever, rest in peace, dad. He's been gone about 18 months now. But he said a line. My dad kind of had a dry sense of humor. And he was one of those, you know, Sooner fans who wouldn't root for Oklahoma State. And he recited a line once that I turned into an uncle bit, which was, I'd rather lose to Iraq than Oklahoma State. And I said, oh, okay, there you go. That's that's an uncle line right there. So I remember to store that in my memory. And, you know, he was kidding, I think. But that's that's how my dad was. And he was like the nicest, best dad ever. But he couldn't bring himself to root for OSU. Just couldn't. I think somewhat it matters the circumstances, too. Like if OSU has a, you know, a chance to – for football to make it to the national championship or back when we had the BCS when they got mm-hmm. left out. Yeah. I mean, oh, for, that Friday night loss at Iowa yeah. State was, God. Like moments like that, I'm like, okay, I'll, you know, I'll root for OSU and I'll, we'll see if they can, you know, get to that national championship. But I mean, other than that, <laughs> I may get some hate for rooting, rooting for OSU, but. I think there's some Sooner fans out there that 
You know, when you get George Carlin, I just watched the uh, George Carlin documentary on HBO, and I think he was on the money a lot about people. He said, I don't have a problem with people. People are great individually. Once they get into these groups, then it becomes a problem. And I think there are a select group of OU fans there or a smaller group of OU fans that think like, man, if you root for Oklahoma State, you're not a real Sooner and I'm a better Sooner than you, which is ridiculous in my opinion. But I think there are certain OU fans out there that that think that way. And I'm sure there are Oklahoma State fans that feel the same way as well. Anyway, okay, we're going to take a break right here. We've got Jesse Crittenden coming up, doing a great job covering uh, Sooner Sports uh, for the Norman Transcript. We'll talk a little uh, softball. We await Game 1 of the Women's College World Series finale coming up tomorrow night, 730, over at Hall of Fame Stadium. The Sooners and Texas going at it. Best of three, and we'll also talk uh, probably mix in a little Sooner football as well. Okay, let's break right here. Mike Steely along with Connor Pasby. You're on the ref here on a Tuesday. Parker will be back with us later in the week. You will be able to catch Parker uh, with Tyler McComas when you get locked in at 2 o'clock. Thank you to the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley for sponsoring our second hour. Coming right back. We are back. Riverwind Casino, Beats and Bites 2022. It's back. Uh, hopefully you didn't miss the first show out there. Great show, Starship and Night Ranger with a great crowd. Uh, Night Ranger was pretty pumped up about it uh, off Night Ranger's official uh, Twitter account. They they tweeted out 10,000. It was really close to that. There is uh, no doubt about it. It was a great night. Went out there with uh, Shay's brother, his wife, and some friends of ours. We had a great time. Food trucks everywhere, the best local food trucks. Retail vendors, just bring your folding chair out there, set up shop. You'll have a great time. Uh, And Starship and Night Ranger put on a really good show. Next up, coming up a week from this Saturday on June 18th, Everclear. Sister Hazel, Deep Blue Something, Three bands, one stage. It's going to be a big-time show June 18th out at Riverwind. Get your tickets online at riverwind.com. Each individual ticket's only 5 bucks, and I'm telling you, that is a big-time bargain. Everclear with Sister Hazel and Deep Blue Something coming up June 18th. Also, two big shows in July, the Randy Rogers Band on July 9th, and a fireworks spectacular right afterwards. So, man, that's That's going to be awesome on July 9th. And then July 30th, Scotty McCreary will be on the Beats and Bites stage. Damn straight, he will. Uh, Scotty McCreary on July 30th. So two big time shows in July. Get your tickets right now. Riverwind.com. Five bucks for each individual ticket. You can get tickets for all the shows right now. Or if you're going out to the casino, you can get them at the box office right there in front of the Showplace Theater. Love Riverwind. They always do a great job of their marketing, their promotions. Uh, they give you a lot of chances to uh, to win money out there with, you know, uh, your wild card and everything. It enhances your chances of winning. So, folks at Riverwind do a great job. And uh, don't miss the next Beats and Bites show coming up on June 18th. Jesse Crittenden joins us. Norman Transcript. He was there to see the Sooner Women come back big time yesterday and take out UCLA and the largest win in the history of the Women's College World Series after the Sooners season was pushed to the brink with UCLA winning the early game yesterday and then Oklahoma exploded on the Bruins 15 to nothing to make it to tomorrow night uh, and the Women's College World Series championship uh, series opposite Texas. So Jesse, 
Um, what was the feeling like there yesterday among Sooner fans and kind of the uh, – what was the emotion like there after UCLA won that first game? How many people you thought the Sooners might be in some real trouble? I actually think there were some people that that were a little nervous. Now, I don't know if that was the majority of fans, um, but even us in the media, I mean, I don't think you know we would have bet on, on OU losing that second game, but that first game was – was just an uncharacteristically kind of tough outing for OU. Um, just couldn't really get anything going um, at the plate. I mean, only four hits for the game. I mean, how many times has that happened this year? But I think the thing that they really showed, which, I mean, for one, it kind of puts into perspective how hard it is to win as many games as they have. Um, I mean, in a sport like baseball or softball with randomness kind of built built into the sport, they've, they've really kind of – flip the script on the way a lot of baseball games and softball games go, but with the way that they bounced back in that second game, I think showed why they're so dangerous. They, they had that tough first game, uh, couldn't get anything going. And then immediately from the, from the beginning of game two, they start hitting the ball and, and can't be stopped. And I think, you know, you might be able to get one on them, but the, the, the idea of a team getting more than one on them, particularly in the same day, I think OU showed that's why they're so dangerous, their ability to make adjustments and their ability to recover quickly. Dude, was was Jocelyn Allo telling us a little fib yesterday in the postgame? Because it sure looked like she held up five fingers, and, and uh, maybe we're not very good lip readers, but it looked like five innings, and who knows what that could have meant. But what did you think of her answer yesterday? And Because she was also saying, I was trying to figure out what Holly was saying, meaning Holly Rowe in the post game interview uh not that it matters but what did you think of the explanation yeah i was a little surprised by that um i mean i think we were all pretty confident in the in the media room during the press or in the press box during the game and afterwards that that's what had happened and 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 i think to us it just seemed like it was you know it was just a display of confidence that they weren't going to lose again so i think we were a little surprised and i mean it, it even came up during just patty gasso's portion of the post game interview where, I mean, I think it was kind of reiterated that it really seemed like that was said. So I was a little surprised, but, you know, and I do think it, it does look like that's what was said, but I think it was trying to make it seem like they weren't being too cocky. And to me, I didn't take it that way initially. I took it as in they knew what they did wrong in that first game. They diagnosed it quickly and and were able to, to recover quickly. And so I just took it as a, as a sign of, of confidence. And I think to some extent, with the run this team has been on, you kind of have to have that. So I was a little surprised, but I guess, you know, maybe she either didn't say it or I understand if she was a little hesitant to, to own up to it. Don't do it, Connor. Don't do it. Don't send nets. Don't hit send. Don't. I'm sorry. Connor was wanting to text back one of our texters. I'm like, don't do it. Herman Edwards, don't hit send. Okay. Uh, you know, and the thing is, Jesse, that uh, – to me, it wasn't a big deal. It's not like Jocelyn Allo was rounding third base, you know, after one of her two home runs and pointing at, you know, the dugout for UCLA and holding up five, like five innings, ladies, or whatever. You know, it, it, to me, it was an expression, again, of confidence. And, man, this would be great. We need to take care of this in five innings so we can get out of here and get rested up, get ready for Wednesday. So um, I, don't, I don't think it was that, that big of a deal. Uh, the matchup. Were you, by the way, were you shocked at what happened to Oklahoma State last night? I mean, yeah. was that not crazy? Wow. No kidding. I, I mean, I 
I think we all kind of thought that that game was over, right? And 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 oh, I mean, Oklahoma State. I mean, it, it seemed like it, we were destined to get a bedlam national final, right? I mean, it just. I honestly think for almost the entire postseason, especially once we got to the to the World Series, that that's the way it was going to go. And yeah, I think it was shocking not only to see Texas battle back, but to see Oklahoma State kind of look helpless in a lot of ways as that comeback was happening. Yeah, I mean, it, it looked like when it was five to nothing. I think so many of us out there were thinking, "Man, we got Bedlam. We've got we've got Bedlam starting Wednesday. Here we go!" And uh, Oklahoma State, with the way that Kelly Maxwell was pitching, too, you were thinking. You know, Sooner's going to have to work for it. Um, and uh, then it just unraveled, obviously, on Oklahoma State. Uh, what is your take on where college softball is right now? And Patty talked about the kind of impact that Jocelyn Allo has had uh, on the sport as well, calling her the Babe Ruth of women's college softball. Uh, are we going to continue to see this growth? Is there anything that, that can stop, uh, you know, this rapid ascension of women's college softball? I, I don't think so. I think it's here to stay. Now, obviously, you know, as far as here locally, obviously I think a big part of it is is how successful OU has been and, and how much of a star Jocelyn Allo has become and, and how much she has been her whole career. But I, I really don't think it's it's stopping it because it's not just limited to Oklahoma. I think I think people have realized that that it is a, a really exciting sport. There's a lot of explosiveness that can happen. The games, you know, can wrap up a little quicker um, than some, you know, than baseball at times. I think that's part of the divide. I think in some ways between those two sports. And yeah, it's hard. It's hard to ignore kind of what this OU team and softball at large has done. To advance women's sports, I mean, obviously, I think there's been kind of an unnecessary uh, gap um, for a lot of women's success in sports, and I think it's so. I think that's a part of just the, the rapid ascension of the sport, and and I don't think it's a fad. I think it's going to continue, even with OU. I mean, Jocelyn Allo is is a name that's going to be remembered for a long time, but I mean, there's other players on this team. I mean, I think Tiari Jennings has a shot to eventually become the yeah. next home run record holder. So. I mean, I, I think I think if there was reason to look at, you know, maybe it's just, maybe it's a fad, it's a one season thing. But I mean, there's there's a lot of talent in this league and a lot of good teams. Well, I can remember covering the Women's College World Series when there were no outfield bleachers. It was just the chain friends out there, you know, and uh, the crowds were okay. They weren't spectacular. You might get if you get a great matchup. One of the local teams there would be pretty full. But it's it's amazing right now. Uh, and it almost feels to me, uh, Jesse Crittenden is with us, Norman Transcript Sports Editor, that there's still the feeling of kind of an innocence to women's college softball with the dugout chants and the ladies getting together like they do to pray or whatever after the game. You know, you see that after all the Oklahoma games. I love I think people like seeing that. Most people do. Um, and, and they don't feel like it's going to be a sport that's going to be tainted by big money and NIL, although, you know, Jocelyn Allen, some of these players have their own merch and stuff like that. But it's, it still feels like there's an innocence, doesn't it, to, to women's college softball? Yeah, I, I think – and I think part of that – I would agree. And I think part of that is from how recent um, the popularity has become. Obviously, it didn't start this year. It's, it's grown – but it, it really kind of exploded overnight, and I think kind of what you were, were talking about earlier, I think if you ask people 20 years ago if the sport would be as big as it is now, I, I think people, I don't think anybody would have seen this coming. 
Um, so yeah, I think I think it's maybe there's a sweet spot right now for softball in that um, it's it's become popular so quickly that yeah, there's I mean a lot of it really is the love of the sport, and not that other athletes and other sports don't do that, but yeah, I mean I think there is a, a there's just a testament to how exciting this game is, and I think that's part of the the passion for it is how exciting the game is, how fun the teams are to watch, and, and especially for Oklahoma and, and this run they've been on. So, I mean, who knows? Like I said, I think it will only continue to grow in popularity, and maybe the, the foundation of the sport changes, maybe inevitably, as it grows, but, you know, only time will tell, I guess. I remember a uh, hillbilly caller we had on sports radio a long time ago in a galaxy pretty far away. Uh, when women's college softball in the World Series was starting to take off a little bit, and this dude, I don't know if he'd been imbibing, but he said, Staley, unless they get a bunch of supermodels out there wearing bikinis, I ain't ever going to watch a lady softball game. <laughs> We've come a long way since then, I guess. I think we have, yes. Hey, Jesse, good stuff. We always like having you on. You do a great job, and we will talk to you again soon. Appreciate you having me on. Jesse Crittenden, Norman Transcript Sports Editor. I still remember that phone call. A lot of years. He might have said, Victoria Secret Supermodels out here. But hey, now you got it on ESPN, ABC, primetime. Man, it's crazy how much this game has just developed over the years. You know, here's the thing, though. We always screw up every good sport somehow if it gets really popular because people think, you know how we can make money? Let's get supermodels out there. In their underwear, playing softball. That's how we do it. No. Don't do that. Don't do it. Don't do it. This sport, there's still some purity and joy. It's one of the good things we have left. Women's college softball. It's it's awesome. And look, the OU women's softball team, they are the second most popular team on campus. Nothing's ever going to beat Oklahoma football. But that's saying a bunch, and that's a credit to those ladies and uh, obviously to one Patty Gasso. Let's break right here. One more award-winning, probably not, segment coming up next. It is the ref, Steelman and Thune without Thune. Parker's going to be up with uh, Locked In and Tyler McComas at 2 o'clock. we got our man Connor Pasby with us, and we shall return. Okay, we are back, and we've got a couple minutes left. Thank you to the Seth Wadley Auto Group, Exit 72 in Paul's Valley. By the way, uh, the news earlier today for golf fans, obviously the big news yesterday, DJ resigning from the PGA Tour. And uh, DJ, you know, had a press conference today. We didn't have time for the audio, but uh, Phil obviously also is going to be in the uh, Saudi event. Hasn't resigned from the PGA Tour yet, but uh, DJ did. And the U.S. Open says that Phil will be able to play in uh, in the U.S. Open next week at the Country Club in Brookline, Massachusetts. Now, keep in mind, the major championships are run by the Augusta National Golf Club. They are run by the PGA of America, the PGA Championship recently at Southern Hills. The United States Golf Association runs the U.S. Open, not the PGA Tour. And the Royal and Ancient Golf Club runs the Open Championship. So unless those organizations decide, and Phil already has missed, the PGA and Augusta, unless they decide they don't want Phil or they get pressure from somebody, you know, sponsors pull out if he's going to be there, something like that. 
again, the PGA Tour has no say in that. Now, I'm not saying they might not try and sway them behind the scenes, but that's why Phil would be allowed to play uh, in the U.S. Open and uh, probably or possibly the Open Championship. Five years ago, this was Bob Stoops on this day five years ago. Uh, stepping down after 18 years um, as the head football coach here at Oklahoma and I uh, feel like I've been absolutely the luckiest, most fortunate guy in the world, been incredibly blessed to have uh, experienced what we have over the last 18 and a half years. Um, you know, and I, I felt uh, it just I didn't want to miss the right opportunity to be able to step away and hand it and and hand this baton off to uh, to, to Lincoln Riley and to help keep this this all just going in in a, in a great direction. If we could only hand the baton to somebody else, maybe we should have cut off that last <laughs> last part of the clip. But you know, I wanted when I heard that, I thought I got to leave that in there. The uh, and look, I we all thought that was the right decision at the time, and I still wouldn't, you know blame Bob or anybody else. We all thought that. And Lincoln Riley did a good job at Oklahoma. Not a great job, but did a good job at Oklahoma. And Mule Shoe is a good football coach. I don't know if he's going to be a great football coach, but I thought he was a lot more bought into Oklahoma. You know, and obviously, you know, it's just, he wasn't. I remember, uh, Steely, five years ago when Bob Stutes announced this, um, I'm going to make you feel a little old here, but I was a senior in high school mm-hmm. getting my oil change. This was really? before I was wow. big. This was before I was like really bought into Twitter. So I found out on the TV yeah. in the oil wow. changing place. Yeah, it was. How it was about wild. that? Look, and all Bob did, as I've said, man, what a class duty is. Bob, all-time winningest coach at Oklahoma, wins wise, 18 years, national championship in 2000. Uh, again, you know, could have won maybe one or two more very easily. Bud, Barry, and Bob have three. Bob, uh, Bud and Barry have three. Bob has one. But Bob's also the all-time winningest coach. And Bob dug Oklahoma football out of a very deep hole. All he did was resurrect Oklahoma football. And, you know, I know Bob downplays everything. I, most people would have done that. You know, when he came back and helped the program, when, uh, you know, they were in that um, period of transition and did an unbelievable job, helped save the recruiting class, did a nice job coaching them up for the Alamo Bowl. So Bob Stoops is always going to be one of the great Sooners. Took some time. time took some time out of the golf course and went to visit I mean, recruits' yeah. homes. It was awesome. Bob, uh, everybody loves Bob. Everybody loves Raymond and everybody loves Bob. Okay, we got to get out of here. And uh, we've got, again – Locked in coming up next with Parker and Tyler McComas. Everybody have a great Tuesday. Good job, Connor. We'll see you.